Malusi Gigaba, good morning. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Good morning, Tashin. How are you? I'm doing well this morning. Uh, you heard Andrew Babayila there saying, uh, paying tribute to you for bringing books to him. And uh, tell me, wh- wh- why did you do so? Well, we, we, we thought that Andrew was a victim of circumstances, that we lived in a society which was grappling with um, reconciliation that after the founding of the new South Africa. You, you still had that um, uh, set, that set moment that in small, in small towns, in the rural towns, on the farm areas, there is still a lot of racist uh, practices against uh, 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 helpless black victims. And, and we thought that we needed to try and, and uh, um, highlight his issue, not, on, not just to vindicate him, but to highlight tragedy of, of uh, racial discrimination and, and how it turns uh, victims into criminals. And, and that's why we, we, we brought the matter to, to, to the highlight. And fortunately, in the course of us running that campaign, President, the late President Mandela uh, came in and said, look, we've got to do something to, to reconcile the different communities. I remember when I, I received a call from President Mandela to visit Andrew in, in prison in Kimberley, and then to go to Freiburg to meet with uh, the, the family of, the, of some of the victims of uh, uh, Andrew's stabbing. And it, it was a touching moment, I think, where Matiba was saying, let's not just focus on, on, on the one uh, side of this story, let's also focus on others and help to bridge the gap between the, the two families. So what books did you bring, Andrew? You know, I, I can't exactly remember what books we brought him, but uh, we, we brought him quite a number to help him read, to, to also help um, uh, some of the people who were with him in prison to read. We brought in some artists as well uh, to, to also motivate them, not just to entertain them, because the artists we came with to, to, to the prison didn't think. They just came there to motivate them. Um, there, there was quite a number of mm. and then... Matiba established uh, an Andrew Babele fund to, to, to insist, insisting that he should go back to school and complete his education. Minister, the reason I ask that question, what books you brought him, is because uh, in South Africa right now we quite glibly say, oh, the youth should read more, uh, or perhaps read more about Mandela, or perhaps South Africans need to unite more. We say we should reconcile, we should live the legacy of Mandela, but no one really says how or what we should do to go about living that legacy of Mandela. I heard Professor Tinyuko Maluleka yesterday saying it's, it's very glib for us to call us to, to live Madiba's values, but where do we start? So I, I'd like to pose that question to you. Where do we start? We start living Madiba's legacy by, uh, you know, admitting that we are human, we are fallible, that uh, we have our folly, and we make mistakes, We've got our prejudices. Matiba didn't become the Matiba we, we knew and celebrated at 95, um, right from the onset. You know, I was telling a story last week of how my daughter looked at my auntie. She stared at her. And after a long time, we were all wondering, what is she staring at? Why is she staring at her? She said, Coco, were you born this old? Now, here is the issue. Matiba was not born 95 years old. He was born a young man who made mistakes, 
who learned from his mistakes, who grew up, who was followed through, who had his folly, but who also listened to the counsel of others, who teamed up with people positive influence in his life. If you remember Nelson Mandela, you can't think of Utatu Matiba without thinking of the most positive influences on his life, such as the late Mr. Walter Susudu, the late Mr. Oliver Tambo, the late Mr. Anton Lembete, and many others, and Mrs. Albertina Susudu, who had a positive influence on his life. So, you know, we shouldn't expect the youth at, at in their 20s and 30s to live like the Madiba of 2013, who was 95. We expect them to make mistakes, but what we should say to them is, learn from your mistakes, admit your, 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 your mistakes, team up with people who are a positive influence in your lives, and therefore try to learn from every experience. And I think at this present moment, the correct thing for the youth to do is to turn education into a fashion, to be as fashionable as anything. And, you know, you go on Twitter, the book South Africa, there are young people now who are asking, what book should I pick for, uh, for, for the holidays? Because the, the issue is we've got to, to read. And reading is not just about reading the ways. It's, it's also about internalizing the things that you are reading and trying to interpret them into your, in, in your own context. Melissa Gigaba, thank you very much for joining me this morning, ANC National Executive Committee member. For more on this now, joined on the line by political analyst attached to UNISA, Professor Lesi Batefo. Good morning. Thanks for your time. Uh, good morning to you and to the listeners. You heard the conversation that I had with uh, Minister Gigaba and an NEC member of the ANC. What are your thoughts on, on achieving and actualizing the values of Madiba rather than merely just talking about them and, and perhaps not doing anything? You see, what is unfortunate in all the discussions and the hub that went with the death for, for me is that we tend to suggest that the old man, right, uh, wasn't with us for the past 23 years. And if anything, we should have been learned, influenced, exemplified, and lived by the values that he nurtured, exuded, and lived by then when he was in our midst. It is important to take that into account. What exactly happened in the past 23 years. My society is more unequal today than it was yesterday. The language that is being used, the medium that is being used by the leadership, tend to alienate certain sections of the society to the extent that it even militates against the very values, norms, principles, and practices that Nelson Mandela would have hoped that at least we learn from and live by. Professor Tefo, isn't that going to lock us into a dialogue of continually talking about the past, the missed opportunities, the missed gains? Shouldn't we rather be talking from th- about this step now going forward, how we can really actualize those dreams and, and perhaps use this opportunity to ca- as a catalyst for, for, for starting that road towards okay. ending corruption? Yeah. I can give you a few instances that I think we can look at, mm-hmm. we can start with, but you cannot and you will not succeed if you don't acknowledge the failures in the past mm. 25 years. But if you don't do that, then I think you're starting on the wrong premise. But one, I'm saying the language that the political leadership uses should be inclusive rather than exclusive and alienating to certain sections of the community. That's the first one. For as long as the leaders still talk about the Boers and the whites, and when we celebrate national holidays, we overemphasize the negatives done by the whites 
and other social uh, and social, uh, social formations, then rest you are short. You are not about to build a cohesive society. So that's how why. should how should we change the language there? If that's the first problem, talking about boys and whites. I'm saying the, the language should be inclusive, should be sensitive, should be less alienating, should be more inviting and saying to people, we acknowledge the yes for yes mistakes, but we don't want to look at a scar as if it is a wound that is festering. Let the past be gone, and at the same time, we don't want to forget about them. But let us not leave the past in terms of overemphasizing the negative. That's the first piece. Mm-hmm. The second part for me is about the legislation. It was necessary at one stage to conceive of a social cohesion, but first by legislation like affirmative action and so on. But there is legislation like BEE, affirmative action, and those that seem to be creating more division and alienation among the blacks and among the whites. Can we revisit those? I'm the first to say affirmative action was really championed by black Americans, but it was black Americans themselves who said it has had its day and it must be removed from our books and from the statute. So that we begin to say, leaving little children, white, green or yellow, see a future in which they can play a role. But if the children see a future in which they can only prepare to jump ship, skip the country and go and try to get a better place under the sun, that for me doesn't take us anywhere. The last one, if I may, mm-hmm. then it has to do, can we go back and listen and listen and listen to the speech by Barack Obama and Joyce Banda? In there, we learn a few lessons that can help us to move forward. So language, legislation, and listen, the three L's that we need to do. Uh, I, I want to touch on the last one. You say we need to listen to what Barack Obama has had to say, the U.S. president and, during... And Joyce Banda, by the way. I don't uh, want to overstate and Joyce Banda. And Joyce Banda. And I think her speech uh, during the, the funeral, particularly just ahead of the, just before the burial, was, was quite an important one where she said, leadership is about falling in love with the people and the people falling in love with you. It, it was almost a lesson that she was giving to South Africans. You see, and when you take that, then you can begin to build an inclusive society. You can, in concrete terms, begin to say, we as the current leadership, wanting in terms of moral probity via Nelson Mandela, we are going to start afresh. We'll put the, the public before the self. Because for me, public service is about that. And I think George Banda said, state resources should be used for the benefit for the benefit of the public, not of the individual. The individuals elected are vehicles and agents to facilitate change, development, and, and empowerment of the electorate, and not of themselves. And I felt that's Joyce, what Joyce said, and that's what uh, uh, um, Obama also said when he said, some of you can even countenance or entertain dissent, even if it's the best interest of the nation. So that was Malawi's president, Joyce Banda. Let's, let's talk about the U.S. president, Barack Obama. He said uh, that Mandela made him want to be a better man. But Barack Obama, has he been that better man for the U.S.? He came into the, uh, the, the U.S. presidency promising to end the war in Iraq, promising to implement Obamacare. And now we hear of talks of, of drone attacks. We hear of the U.S. spying on, on leaders around the world. Should we really be looking to Barack Obama to lead us into a new legacy in Africa? Uh, let's accept that Barack Obama is as, as human as Nelson Mandela. He can only do so much and no further. And both of them work in a highly regulated environment. 
you don't you are not a ruler but you are a leader guided by policy and status now when barack obama took over he set himself certain things that he wanted to achieve but within a certain framework working with the collective and uh, just a very simple gesture touching the hand of raul castro cost and raul in america and i said to myself now if if barack wanted to build on that gesture in order to reconcile and normalize relations consistent with the spirit and the values of Mandela. Surely he should be allowed that space. But remember, he is confined by the circumstances, legislation and statutes within which he operates. But I'm one of those who say, under Barack Obama, the world is much safer than it was under the two, George, uh, the, the two Bushes, George Bush and the elder Bush. That, in a small way, is a contribution he made to, 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 to society. Professor. When you travel, as some of us do, you, you feel more secure, never mind in which part of the world, than it was case, the case five years ago. Professor Lesiba Tefo, good talking to you this morning. Political analyst attached to UNISA. Talk-